But uh, it is time to bring in our guy, Patrick Nosey Walker. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's get to it. What's good, good brother? What's up, my boy? Hey, man, we, we just have a little fun about, about the, the maturation of going from 94 miles per hour to 66 and just my goodness. Man, listen, it's all about growth. That's growth, right? <laughs> That's growth, you know, apparently. When, when, when Jerry said that yesterday, I, I just I rubbed my temple. And I was just like, I, I guess this is what we're doing now. Uh, I know he said it as kind of like tongue-in-cheek, but I know he was kind of halfway serious as well. So I'm just like, you know what? Uh, all right, sir. Uh, that's that's how you want to view it. <laughs> Immediately, you know? I went. What? <laughs> what? Yeah, exactly. I was like, um, I mean, that's one way to put a positive spin on it. But okay, um, I guess that's where we are. So, if he sees that as progress, then you know he has every right to see that as progress. And um, you know, for Sam Williams, I would just hope that we see more of a maturation. Mm-hmm. over the course of his NFL career than simply, you know, measuring that by MPH per pullover. Per pullover. <laughs> so, <That's> crazy. <laughs> and, and we're not we're not gonna let's not I don't wanna have to put that stat on Sam and be like, Facts. okay, latest pullover, what what's his average MPH? And that's how we're gonna gauge his that come on Jerry, stop that. Stop that. Stop that. We got Patrick <laughs> Nosey Walker, DallasCowboys.com. dot com. Speaking of MPH, man, uh, these last couple practices, I got a chance to see a guy like Brandon Cooks up close and personal uh, at a camp yesterday mm-hmm. in Frisco. And my goodness, th- th- what y'all were talking about mm-hmm. is so damn real. This guy has this gear that he just hits mid-route. And I feel like you can see the uh, the speed graphics behind him when it's happening. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's it's different. And I know that we've been trying to articulate that uh, to the audience um, as far as, well, what you see on film is one thing, but I'm telling you guys, ladies and gentlemen, when you see it in real life, it's it's just something else. So like you said, Phil, I mean, he has that extra gear that he hits at the top of his route. He can hit it mid-route. He hits it right out of his break. I mean, he hits it right before his breakdown. I, it's just it's ridiculous. It is insane how quickly he can get in and out of his breaks, how quickly he can go from zero to top speed. And then his top speed isn't really his top speed because when the ball is in the air, there's another top speed that's waiting for him to track that ball. So uh, he's just going to make it very, very fun for Dak Prescott. And that leads me to our our topic today, which is uh, Cowboys camp superlatives. And I I purposely started off with Brandon Cooks because I'm trying to persuade your answer here. Uh, So let's start off, okay? Most likely to make their first Pro Bowl this season, based off what you're seeing down at camp. Well, here's what's funny, and this is this is why it's great that we are so often on the same frequency. My answer here is Brandon Cooks. Here we go. Um, and it's not be- it's not because you did a Jedi <laughs> mind trick on me, because I have a receipt. There is a mail bo- a mail bag. I want to say from early July on the dot-com that posed the question, who do I feel like uh, is going to step up and get their first Pro Bowl this season? And I said Brandon Cooks, and here was my explanation, same one I'm about to give to you now. It's because he's never had one, and quiet as it's kept, not a lot of people know that because they right. see, oh, well, he has six 1,000-yard receiving uh, seasons, and he's well-known, former you know, top pick, and 
teams have given up first rounders for him, and he's been so productive. Of course, Brandon Cooks has a Pro Bowl, right? Of course he does. No, no, he doesn't. But this is the year that he gets it, though. And I think it's not only because he'll deliver another 1,000-yard season, but I think he's going to deliver it for a for a team that's at the top of the market as far as NFL uh, markets are concerned. So the stage gets no bigger than putting on a Cowboys uniform. And, you know, when it comes to Pro Bowl, it's a lot of it is a popularity contest. Yeah. So I think Brandon Cooks is going to come over, hit the ground running, quite literally speaking, get another 1,000 yards, which will mark his seventh 1,000-yard season. But because he'll do it in the Cowboys uniform, and to my estimation, his production in doing so will help the Cowboys likely get over their postseason hump. All signs point to Brandon Cooks being that guy. I'm right there with you. Y'all can play along, too, as well in the chat. All right, moving along. Biggest rookie impact. I'm going to go... You know, it would have been really, really nice if I would have been able to say DeMarvion Overshone because uh, I am day one on that kid all the way. I mean, I mocked him uh, to the Cowboys in my one and only annual mock. I spoke to him at the NFL Combine in Indianapolis. Uh, I previewed him at the Combine as far as he should be a guy on the Cowboys' radar, dot, dot, dot. And then, unfortunately, he suffers the 20 ACL after having a stellar camp and a stellar, you know, beginning to the preseason. So, Overshown being off the table, I'm going to go with Deuce Vaughn. Yeah. I think that's the most likely, most likely uh, candidate to be uh, an impact player for the Cowboys in year one. And I, I think Schoolmaker will probably get more reps. Sounds like he's you know uh, almost completely healthy, if not there, just trying to get his strength back is what he told me yesterday. Um, but Deuce, although he won't get as many reps as Schoolmaker, I think his reps will be more productive. His efficiency – uh, rate is going to be higher because when he gets a touch of that football, he's going to generate more yards per touch than Schoolmaker probably will uh, because of the way they're going to uh, scheme Deuce open and mm-hmm. how they're going to get him the ball in some of those packages. So I'm going to go with Deuce Vaughn. I think the uh, I think the sixth rounder is going to come in and really build on what is also a stellar camp for him, what's a stellar preseason for him, two preseason games, two touchdowns scored, probably going to go three for three against the Raiders. I think he comes in effective week one and, and just keeps that ball rolling. That's something I noticed a couple of days ago uh, in Frisco was the packages they had with, you know, Deuce Vaughn and Tony Pollard or Deuce Vaughn and Rico Dowdle. They are using him as that move guy, but also as just a pure running back as well. So he's versatile enough to do so much on offense that they're just going to have to put the ball in his hands. So I'm right there with you. I think he's going to have that impact. And you're going to see him lined up at wide receiver in that slot every once in a while as well. So they're going to get real creative with him. That ball is going to find Deuce Vaughn, I promise you. All right, most likely vet to have a career year. I got two, and it's one on each side of the ball. So <laughs> first let me go defense. I'm going to go with Leighton Van Der Esch. Mm. I think Leighton Van Der Esch is primed for um, to have the best year of his uh, NFL career. I think last year, uh, the injury that cost him a few games in December notwithstanding, he was right there as far as being Pro Bowl LVE. He was right there again. But he also had to contend with not only the, the injury that took a couple of games from him in December, but Anthony Barr wasn't prime Anthony Barr um, when he and Anthony Barr were in tandem. Damone Clark, when Damone Clark did come in, 
Uh, he was coming in without an off season of training, without training camp, without preseason, missing the first half of the season. So Damone was a rookie who was thrown into the fire. So when Barr went down and then it was Damone and LVE, Damone showed flashes, but he wasn't the Damone that I know that he can be and likely yeah. will be this season, which leads me to this point. I think Damone is the breakout uh, player for the defense this year. And because of that, that's going to allow LVE, who last year showed me he – was teetering on that Pro Bowl caliber LVE again like he was when he was a rookie. And then you tandem him with this version of Damone, the monstrous version of Damone, LVE is going to have a lights out year. Now, offensively, we talked about Cooks. Okay, well, if we're talking about Cooks, then guess what? you got to talk about Lamb and, and likely Gallup having a, a bounce-back season. But then you talk about Jalen Tobert looking like he's ready to be that guy at WR4 and split some reps maybe for WR3 if it goes that far. And then you look at the tight end room, schoolmakers healthy. Jake Ferguson looks like he's ready to take that step. Yes, they lose John Stevens, but Hendershot, he showed flashes that he can make plays. Tony Pollard's back there. Duke Spawn is back there, who I just said is going to be an impact guy in year one. Rico Dowdle, he's healthy. You're seeing what a healthy Rico Dowdle looks like. And you have your best five. Yeah. You have Tyron, Tyler, Tyler, uh, Zach, and Terrence. So I, I think you know who I'm about to say. It's Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. Dak Prescott is going to have the best year he's had in the NFL. If his front five remains healthy and intact for even the majority of the season, doesn't even have to be the entirety of it, but the majority of the season, as, the, as does his weapons at wide receiver, tight end, running back, I mean, come on. He didn't have this many weapons when he threw for almost 5,000 yards and we're only two or three yards shy of Tony Romo's single-season um, touchdown record or passing yards record. So I think this is a year where Dak Prescott has heard everything everybody has said. He talked about the interceptions. Every time he's on the mic, every time he's in front of the camera, somebody's asking him about the interceptions. Every time he's on the mic, somebody's asking him, you know, and, I, hell, I was the one who said, hey, is the Super Bowl a bust? And he's like, it's always is. it always is. I think Dak Prescott shuts everybody up. Every every one of his haters gets shut up this year, so that's going to be fun and uh, quite a ride. I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I, I agree with you on there. I, I have one for the defense side of the ball. I want to talk to the chat about, but I know we we got a time crunch here, so I'll keep, just listen to the show later. I got one for you though. Um, next one. Oh, I always listen back. Got you. Always listen back. Camp camp height that might not carry over into the season for 2023. Camp hype that might not carry yeah. over. Whether it's season. a player I or a thing or whatever that's getting hype in camp that may not carry over in the season. Because every year is one of those guys. Yeah, I had an answer for this, and it, it blanked out. So let me try to regenerate this. Cause, so, so you know how last year it was um, – T.J. Vasher, he didn't even make the team. Dennis Houston. You know, Dennis, Dennis Houston, Houston is the other one, right? Vasher, Dennis Houston, Dennis yeah. Houston. Yeah. Those type guys. Um, is, it a, is it a possible Jalen Brooks situation, you know, where he's having well, a good that, camp? That, but... Jalen Brooks is my answer for another question. He's okay. My for another question. Okay. Um, actually, no. You know what? You know what? I think he's my answer for this one. Yeah, okay. Here's why. That, he is the answer for this one. Because my justification for it just came up in my head. So, yeah, he is. So, good looking out. You, know, see, you and I, we work together. Gotcha. Um, Jalen Brooks has had a very, very good camp, to say the least. 
the problem for Jalen Brooks going into the season and the reason why I challenge his hype to carry over from camp to the regular season is because of the uphill climb to step over Jalen Tolbert and then try to get yeah. – try to siphon some reps from Tolbert and Gallup because nobody's siphoning gap, um, reps from Cooks and Lamb. That's just not going to happen. So you got four definitive wide receivers in uh, Lamb, Cooks – I'm sorry, Lamb, Cooks, Gallup, and Tolbert. And then now you're looking at five and six. Okay, well, six, the sixth wide receiver is going to be Turpin, okay? And assume that Turpin gets – some kind of play on offense because it looks like that's what it's trending towards. So he's going to get some reps. So Jalen Brooks is in fact five or six, however you want to dice that up. If you say Turpin is five and Brooks is six. I mean, how many offensive reps are there to be had at that point when you start factoring in the tight ends and and the running backs? It's just the pie isn't big enough as far as offense for a rookie like Jalen Brooks to come in. And I think he's talented. He's going to get his. You know, it's not like he's going to leave the season with no touchdowns. He's a red zone threat. He has the build. He's going to get some targets. Um, but if anybody's going into the, the regular season thinking Jalen Brooks, he's, you know, he's going to be that guy, there's no room for him to be that guy right now because Tolbert has taken yes. the step forward. Yep, so, that, yep. for me, I think Jalen Brooks is, is the best candidate for the hype not carrying over immediately. Now, can it translate in 2024? Maybe we'll see because Gallup's contract is going to be revisited at that point as far as revisit restructure, whatever. Um, but it will be time for that conversation later. But as for right now, it's going to be hard for Jalen Brooks to carry that over. I think he, I think he makes the team, but then from there, where do, you, where do you go? I mean, he's going to be mostly special teams and kind of spot duty on offense. Now, I'm going to sandwich these two questions together here. And on the flip side of the camp hype, the camp player that's been questioned the most, right, but he's going to flip the narrative during the season. And then the one guy who won't make the 53-man roster, but you have to keep on the practice squad. Go. The one who is going to make everybody flip their narrative is Mozzie Smith. Yeah. I'm already tired of people talking about Mozzie Smith. And, and the funny thing is, is, you know, I can tell when people are regurgitating what they're being told. So when you say things to me like, well, Mozzie Smith's get-off isn't quick quick enough, and I ask you to describe the timing of his get-off at Michigan versus the timing in training camp, you don't have an answer. So you, you actually haven't measured the timing. You Oh, well, no, see, it's the, it's the eyeball test. Well, everyone's eyeballs aren't the same. Mr. Magoo has two eyes as well. That doesn't mean he sees the same thing that you and I see, mm. right? Bottom line is, People need to understand that Monty Smith, the reason I agree his get-off is a little bit slower, but the reason it's a little bit slower is because the Cowboys are tweaking his stance. They're tweaking his stance because they want to try to unlock some pass rush ability as well. And they're not, they know it's not a Taco Charlton situation where Monty has to come in and, and be this definitive pass rusher off the edge immediately. I mean, you got on the interior, you got Jonathan Hankins. He's right there. He's looking great. Right? Quentin Bohanna's coming on strong. Neville Gallimore's coming on strong. You got Chauncey Ghoston. You got guys who, who can get pressure from the interior. Monty Smith is, from the outset, he's going to eat up double and triple teams. And then when someone makes a mistake of putting him one-on-one, he's just going to throw somebody out the club and he'll get in the backfield. The get-off is going to get there to be quicker once he gets more acclimated to it. So, Monty Smith. Second thing was you said a player that probably won't make the 53 but has to be on the practice squad. Yeah. Uh, let me go with, uh, I'm going to look at linebacker here. 
Mm. And I'm kind of torn between Devin Harper and Malik Jefferson. Because I'm I'm torn between those two. I feel like they both qualify for the practice squad. Malik Jefferson looked great against the Jaguars, went down with a foot injury, hasn't played since, probably won't play this week. Devin Harper stepped in in the absence of Malik Jefferson, looked really good against the Seahawks. Let's see how he looks against the Raiders. So one of those two guys, but let me make a more definitive answer for you. Malik Davis. Okay. I don't think there's room for Malik Davis in the running back room just yet. Um, my top three, obviously, Pollard, but then I got Dowdle with RB2. I guess people are finally seeing what I was talking about. Dowdle is RB2. Deuce is RB3. Cowboys are not carrying four running backs. I'm hard-pressed to believe that, um, which means Malik Davis, I think he goes to waivers, and I think he clears waivers because last year he had more um, hype from training camp going into the roster cuts, and he cleared waivers anyway and ended up on the practice squad. Yep. So follow that logic, and less hype this year should clear waivers. I think he needs to be on the practice squad. I also think Ronald Jones needs to be on the practice squad. I don't think Ronald Jones makes it 53 for obvious reasons, groin injury plus two-game suspension, but I don't think the Cowboys need to be done with Ronald Jones. So I think both Malik Davis mm. and Ronald Jones carry those two running backs on the practice squad. you got 16 men. You want to make sure that your, um, that your running back core – is insured against injury, and you brought Ronald Jones in to be that post-Ezekiel Elliott insurance anyway. You want to continue to develop Malik Davis. So those two running backs, definitely I want to see at least one, hopefully both in the practice squad. And as far as the linebackers, Jefferson or Harper. Uh, but if you give me both of those, I won't be mad. My guy, man. Patrick Nosey Walker of DallasCowboys.com dropping the science. Yes, science. Hey, bro, I appreciate you, man. I know you, you're on the road, so drive safe. Um, and and we'll, we're going to see you this weekend for the Cowboys game, or you'll, you'll be down there all weekend? No, I'm going to miss out on this final preseason gotcha. game because gotcha. daddy duty. So daddy my baby duty. girl turns 11, and we're celebrating her birthday out of state with family. So Happy birthday, uh, man. Yeah. I will send her those well wishes. So, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy the Raiders game. Um, I'll peek in as I can, but I won't be following the game because uh, – not closely anyway because, you know, girl dad. So, there Shout you. out to you, bro. I, um, might, I might be joining you there. I'll know soon, though. I'll know soon. Well, well, wait a minute now. <laughs> are, you, are you cliffhanger? No, you're putting me on the cliffhanger. Okay, I, I am. Okay, I'll, rap to you. I'll rap to you. I'll rap to is you this personally. what we're doing on the, on the birthday of, of the great Kobe, Brian? Is this what we're doing? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I'll holler at you guys, man. Talk to you later, Steve. All right, brother. That's my guy. No see y'all. Patrick. In the build, Patrick Nosey Walker in the building, DallasCowboys.com. Make sure y'all drop these fire emojis for that science. Thanks for watching and make sure to follow and subscribe to A to Z Dallas so you don't miss an episode of The Scientific Method. Every Thursday morning, 9 a.m. Central on Facebook and YouTube with every episode available on A to Z Sports.com.